He passed the natural bridge and waterfalls up into the Absorca mountain range, or the bear tooths, as locals called them, because of one jagged crag that looked like a bear's tooth. Not far after that, the pavement ran out, and he found himself in a tight canyon, with nothing but the roaring river still full from spring runoff and high mountains hemming him in. The Diamond Sea was snuggled in a coulee back off an even narrower dirt road and across a private rickety bridge spanning the river. It was early June in Montana, and the snow-fed creeks were all running high. As he came over a small rise, he saw the house and low sheep barns. Wind buffeted his patrol SUV, letting out a low howl. Nearer to the house, he saw a lone wooden weather-grade rocker teetering back and forth in the blustery wind at the edge of a wide porch. Freshly hung sheets billowed and snapped on the clothesline nearby. He'd had his share of premonitions before. Several of them had saved his life. But none had ever been as strong as the feeling of dread that washed over him as he drove toward the white-clabbered two-story farmhouse. Madison Maddie Connor felt the change in the air just a moment before she heard the vehicle approaching. The wind had been blowing all night and morning, screaming down out of the mountains, sending anything not nailed down cartwheeling across the yard. She'd awakened in the middle of the night when one of the big metal garbage cans had taken off, banging across the wide expanse between house and barn, before crashing into the side of the shed. It had been difficult getting back to sleep. Everything was always darkest at that hour, especially her worrying thoughts. Since rising, she'd kept busy. But a feeling of unease had burrowed under her skin like a splinter, festering as the day progressed. Finally, at mid-morning, and unable to shake off her dismal mood, she'd tried to reach her sheep herder by radio. So far, she hadn't been able to raise him, or his tender, who were both back in the mountains. Branch Murdoch often purposely forgot to take his radio with him when he was out checking the sheep. He refused to carry a cell phone, not that she blamed him. There was little coverage back in the mountains anyway. She'd told herself she'd try him later. Stepping out on the porch now, she leaned against the railing and watched the patrol SUV pull to a stop in front of the house. She'd expected to see Sheriff Frank Curry, a handsome fifty-something big man with a drooping handlebar mustache, climb out. The man who emerged after the dust settled wasn't Frank, but he was as large and broad-shouldered. Maddie squinted with both curiosity and an inkling of concern as a man in what she estimated as his thirties tilted back his Stetson on his thick head of brown hair to look in her direction. His eyes were pale and hooded. She could make out enough of his features under the shaded brim of his cowboy hat to realize she'd never seen him before. He wore the entire sheriff's deputy uniform, from the tan shirt to the creased front slacks and dress boots. She'd never seen any of the local law enforcement in anything but the tan shirt, jeans, and well-worn cowboy boots. Even before he opened his mouth, she knew he wasn't from anywhere around here. "'Good morning, ma'am,' he said in a voice that was surprisingly low and soft. The accent, though, was all back east. He removed his hat and turned the brim in his fingers, and she got her first good look at him. His face was more lined than she'd originally thought, and his hair was graying at his temples. She realized he was closer to her own age, mid-forties. His eyes were a haunting pale gray. It reminded her of the wolves that had been reintroduced just over the mountains in Yellowstone Park, the wolves that often killed her sheep. I'm Deputy Sheriff Bentley Jameson, 
and I'm looking for Madison Connor, he said, squinting up at her. Well, ye found her. She saw his surprise and couldn't help smiling to herself. He wasn't the first man who had just assumed the ranch owner was male. I'm here about one of your employees, he said. A neighbor of yours saw a young man come out of the mountains a little while ago. The man who called thought your employee might have been in trouble. His words brought back the full force of the unease she'd awakened with last night. What kind of trouble? I don't know anything about... She took a step to the edge of the porch stairs, then stopped as her gaze slid past him to the faded red barn in need of fresh paint. Her breath caught as she recognized the lathered-up horse standing next to it. The horse was still saddled, but there was no sign of its rider. Even from the distance, she could see that the mare needed tending to at once. She shoved off the porch steps and sprinted toward the barn. When she got hold